set to go. We're set to go, but are we red to go? Are we go? Are we a go? No, 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 no. Are we red to go? Red, red to go? <laughs> Just ready, but not fully saying ready. <laughs> red to go? <laughs> I seen it. I was ready. Um, well, hello. And actually, you know, as we start, I'd just love to say, I really appreciate you and the fact that we're doing this. So thank you so much. <laughs> I really, really like, I know we've, we've had, cause we've kind of gone back and forth on so many interesting ideas and topics. And as you said, you know, when you got here, I was like, yeah, we'll see where we end up. We'll see if we argue. We'll see if we, <laughs> we uh, get along at the end. If we get along, if we're doing okay. <laughs> and it's, uh, but it's like, it's something so much to look forward to, to be able to do this. Yeah. It's not often I look forward to fighting with someone. There but... you go. There you go. The time. Yeah. <laughs> you're always you're always supposed to attack the well i don't we don't attack each other but we start what well, we certainly have gotten um invested, invested. In, in different ways invested. than what we're talking about oh my god and unfortunately uh our audience may never hear what what we recorded last week because we right. had some technical difficulties we right. didn't realize until it was too late right and we talked about all us a lot of stuff. Yes, both we did. On and off the recording. Yeah. So I kind of tried to write down what we what we talked about and sort of edit uh, what I wanted okay. to what I wanted to make sure we, we got to and if um, there are some things that I think I want to think about a little bit more if I want to go back into them right. or not. So it was actually it's you know I'm taking this year well 20, 2023 is just <laughs> I'm taking this decade of of the pandemic just like. Just in stride right. <laughs> and saying you know what whatever happens like cool that's what was supposed to happen and hear the anxiety in her voice right yeah <laughs> i mean so <laughs> I'm just take these, these, this time period that was just unbearable <laughs> and really think about it differently yeah. so that it doesn't hurt so much i'm trying to find the silver lining so i said okay well let's you know that's it's, what we've all been doing people weren't well some of us have oh well not all of us yeah a lot of people just haven't been processing yeah i've been regressing and uh, they've been, or they've either been regressing or they just let their mask slip. They just don't have the energy or they don't know how to keep right. that mask up. Right. So the to real pretend. them is coming out. <laughs> well, yeah, like I bet you there's a lot of, uh, I don't know, I don't know if there's, but I imagine there's psychological discussion on what it does to a psyche to even attempt to create a facade mm -hmm. and how much the actual bullshit that you're pretending to be becomes a part of your life anyway. Mm. Because it's kind of like, I think of it as like the, the fast food version of being a spy undercover. You know, like, <laughs> you're kind of out there pretending like you don't want to wear the MAGA hat. Or you don't want to just tell everybody that they don't deserve to be happy. I'm just trying to describe like a liberal terrorist. And, and uh, they're just going to be overwhelmed by, you know, shame-filled language and narratives. That everything that, we, that, that the left is accused of when it gets extreme. Um which there are many people that kind of subscribe to that as well. But like that kind of energy is so divisive and erratic and just sort of simple in the end. It's not ever really that when you get to the extremes, it's not ever really something that one of one or the other can learn from. But well, if you're in it, then no, you can't learn anything in that state of mind. But if you're, if someone is observing that, then there's a lot, you, it's a lot you can learn. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're the one in it though. Yeah. Um, yeah. You ain't learning nothing. Sure. <laughs> in fact, you're forgetting stuff that yeah, you didn't like, know. <laughs> I, I, I've watched car accidents on television. <laughs> I, I, you know, replays, I've not enjoyed being in any of them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when they're emotional, it doesn't matter, right? <laughs> if you're just having an emotional car wreck every day, <laughs> like, it doesn't matter to anyone but you or yeah. whoever else you hit. That's actually, that's, so that's an, what I decided to name. I, I was working on 
during the pandemic, one thing, this, the ways that I got out of uh, uh, sort of uh, uh, what I was trying to do because I wasn't on stage very much was uh, writing music. And I never intended to write joke songs, never tried to, intended to mix music and comedy. I just wanted to learn how to do stand up. But while I was just spending all this time at home, some stuff came up and uh, just went with it. And one of, this, one of them is a two part song. It's called A Man's Internal Monologue. And part one is called The Car Accident of Love. Oh. Okay. <laughs> but it's meant to just, like, describe how, from my perspective, what I've seen, the way that men educate each other in terms of how to get into a relationship and manage one is kind of car wrecky. Oh. It's a little like, hey, we still okay? Like, uh, was that too much? You know, like, it's just this completely blind uh, to detail and... And sort of discussion of like maybe figuring out how to guide this ship along the way. Mm -hmm. It's just the opposite of that. It's like, you know, oh, she's upset about this and sleeping on the couch again or whatever. Like, it's just very, very rudimentary. Mm -hmm. There's not much discussion about it. So that's kind of what that idea was supposed to represent. Well, first, I want to say thank you so much for joining us today. Um, ah, yeah. After car accident. <laughs> my, well, let's get into that. But uh, we, nice couch we, is squeaky we have, also. I'm sorry. Yeah. What's going on with that? I don't know. I'm going to sit on a different part of it. Okay. I, gotta, I guess i got to oil the couch springs. I, I guess so. Does anybody know a couch spring oiler? <laughs> oiler. <laughs> Please send us information. Your Prince couch. <laughs> it is very much so a Prince colored couch. Yeah, yeah. And it's great that it works with the, the teal. No, no, no this what is, is this? like a forest green. This is yeah. a deep, this is a deep green. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. It just seems like it has a little blue in it too. Like it's just not a full green. This is more teal yeah than the, like when they're up against each other this is great to discuss difference? on an audio wait podcast, wait wait I, I know i know right the one the what we started doing video and, right. and now we're deciding to not do video and talk well, about color <laughs> you know until we get it get the whole apparatus down right well yeah we want, we want to we don't try to do it right but right. um are you or is anyone in your family potentially uh colorblind in any way no well my ex-cousin is your ex-cousin <laughs> Biologically related to you, great. Yeah, he came up with that. He was like, as soon as he, because he was married to my cousin for years, and yeah. he was in the family basically for a decade or longer. Yeah. And then they split up, and he he got on the plane back, and he was like, "Shit, Yoni's my ex-cousin now." Oh. <laughs> Hi, I'm Georgia. Yes, welcome, welcome. to everything's it's fine. It's so hard to welcome. We just, I, I we keep, never, we never I decided on. Shut up. We just never, no, no, we never, we never decided on an intro ever. We, we just didn't. always kind of just stumbled into it. Well, maybe it'll be like uh, you know a jingle or something. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. On the east side. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> the only in Georgia. We are on the east side of the park. That's about. That's about it. Oh yeah, yeah. we're we're right next to. A park. Yeah, right. So it takes me half an hour to find a. <laughs> you know, it's interesting how there's a park right there, but it's so hard to find parking yeah. <laughs> next to the park. Wow. Yeah, that's 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 deep right there. Yeah, because it's that's the same we're, word. That's where we're starting right there. It means different things. Yeah, clearly, <laughs> clearly, it does not mean park. There's very few things, yeah. No, or, or it does mean park. It's just not that, you know. Right, different um, kind of parking. It's a, it's the one of the few ways that I am highly patriotic and very American. Um, one of which is I discuss my my eldest friend who is a a top nine, not top ten, but an immigrant, and I basically 
was getting pissed off at what he was saying about politics and whatnot and uh, and in my head I was like, well, we then go back to your own fucking country then. Oh man. So that's what. So that's one time where I'm like, wow, okay. So I know what triggers me to be patriotic. <laughs> Good thing that's I was that. That's why I wanted to do the sketch called Republican moment. <laughs> yeah, Repo- I had a Republican moment. Yeah, you did. And another one is when it comes to language, even though uh, American, really, because it's not it's not <laughs> English, it's American. We yeah, speak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, is like the third hardest language to learn in the world. It makes no sense. It does. Of course, it doesn't make any yeah, sense. It makes nothing. No sense. Nothing here makes any sense right 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 <laughs> um but when i become very patriotic is learning another language where there's like two words that mean the same thing but slightly different mm-hmm. or one word that means four things i'm like hold on a second i get personally ev- offended oh yeah <laughs> when i have to learn all those different intricacies sure. for other languages i'm like well, yep. only only we can do that <laughs> yeah that's the thing like that's our thing but it's weird there's a different way of doing it like when i was learning living in berlin in, in the german class every like four days a week for like six months something like that mm-hmm. and they're they have all of the, they have uh, a language with apparently fewer words than most other languages but in german you can just combine two nouns into a bigger noun hmm. and so it's like literally the houseboat wall shelf pipe magazine oh. okay. <laughs> and that's all one word that's one word yeah it's like 27 letters long and uh yeah like that they, they, they there's it's a nonsensical from from anybody who sort of I guess comes from a connection to romance languages, which is probably what a lot of English speakers identify as mm-hmm. <laughs> without even thinking about it. Um, just because like the, the, the romance languages are fun and they have feeling to them. The German is very calculated. And so learning all those intricacies, um, they have fewer words, but they have a lot of words for very similar meanings and you have to know exactly which one you're talking about to use the word that is for that mm-hmm. version of it's not just like the idea of help it's like personal aid on a small level from a stranger versus <laughs> yeah deeper long-lasting help from a long-time friend are like two different words yeah but they both mean help right but not exactly the same kind right and they have a different term for late morning and for early afternoon Okay. And they are not the same time. They sh- no. <laughs> they can't be. Yeah, so that was that was rules upon rules upon rules. Mm-hmm. It was exhausting. I mean, it's exhausting if you don't like order. If you like order. Oh, yeah, that's so that's interesting <laughs> you say that because so many people complain about how, for example, the visa process in the US is so frustrating and confusing and makes no sense. And in Germany it makes complete sense. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, uh, obviously for an American, you get the best treatment, but like, uh, people from countries that they have good relations with can come there without applying for anything for 90 days Mm. during that 90 days can apply for a visa. And then if they deny your visa, they give you an extension to stay there and try to get it right Mm. and apply again. Mm -hmm. And so you just keep trying Mm -hmm. until you figure it out, you know, but they just make you learn the rules. So in that case, it's incredible. Yeah. That society, the way they have it set up, is, is a really, really great way to uh, get people to sort of monitor, you know, what they talk about, just immigration, to monitor immigration. Hmm. But in America, it's like, they make this big deal over illegals. It was like, y'all don't give a shit about your legal system. <laughs> your legal version sucks. Mm-hmm. Everybody hates it. We don't, no, you, but you know, it's, we were talking about 
we were talking about 14 things before we started recording. <laughs> so that, remember the uh, number seven part C of what we were talking about? <laughs> uh, before... Let me unroll the scroll. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you have the minutes? Yeah. Uh, let, me, let me go back through my phone. Mm-hmm. Now, we were talking about the, the also earlier in this uh, recording, we are talking about the facade of things and, and the facade of America. And it makes complete sense that, you know, have you ever heard this, that the way someone's room or someone's house looks on the outside is a is like a continuation of the way their brain is functioning on the inside. No. Yeah, so like there's wow. there's this way of like where people when whatever is going on on the outside, someone who like has the training or the or the knowledge or just like the the vibe can be like, "Okay, I think I can kind of figure out what's going on internally with that person." Okay. On on the average, it's it's not as helpful. On the extremes, it's really easy. You can go into someone's house and see if they have OCD or be around them and know if they have OCD. Sure. Or you can go into a hoarded house and know something's not right up there. Right, right. Um, Hoarders are fun. Hoarders <laughs> are fun. Yeah. Hoarders are interesting <laughs> people. Uh-oh. I'd go visit my family in Tel Aviv. My grandma, grand, grandfather would be like, give me something that looks like a combination of a spoon and a wrench. <laughs> and just be like, do you need this? <laughs> well, I really don't have any. any Spench? No. Are I you don't. sure? <laughs> What is it? And then yeah. I'll decide if I need it or I not. I think I know what it is. I'm, I, I don't even know how I can tell you for sure I don't need it, but I know that I wasn't looking for it. Right. I didn't know it existed until you showed it to me, so I probably don't need it. Um, but yeah, we were just talking about the facade, so it may, it right. makes sense that yeah. uh, that the way um, the American system works is so ridiculous and unnecessary and just full of Brazil-type um, red tape. You know the movie Brazil? No. Oh, uh, okay. I love uh, it. Never seen it. it. It has a scene in it that's very, like, uh, do you know Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so a lot of movies after... I read that book, too. Have yeah. you, do you remember the, mo- the, the, the movie where they're in that they're in that line? It, it, it's like kind of like the DMV Wait, joke. I didn't see the most deaf one, though. Yeah, yeah, that's the... That, I, I think that's it. the only yeah, one, isn't I didn't, it? I didn't see it. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, th- very shortly, Brazil came before that. And af- anytime there's a movie now where there's this, like, red tape... DMV-esque line where there's like four different lines and you have to go to like 4C first and they stamp something and then you have to oh. go to like 8J and anytime you have that going on in a movie, after, right. basically they're basing it on Brazil. Okay. And, and Brazil is kind of like this Kafka-esque 1984 type of facade film where sure. they called it Brazil because they didn't know at the time uh, how how like brown and poor <laughs> Brazil was going to be <laughs> for like their you know like so they were like Brazil is this tropical paradise you know they didn't think of it as as like right. what a lot of people think of it now which is just like the slums of Rio. Oh my God, brown and poor. Brown and poor. Jesus. Too many brown people. I have <laughs> in been through towns. Oh my God. Even though Brazil Brazil, was, Brazil is, is Portuguese, they, they speak Portuguese in Brazil, not yeah, Spanish. Yeah, right. So. Right. A, lot, a lot of people don't know that they speak right. Portuguese in Brazil. Yeah. But it's basically the, the idea of, of like red tape and rules for the sake of rules and not that serve mm. any function. Yeah. So it makes sense in America. And I, when you said 90 days, I honestly thought you were going to talk about the fiance visa. But no, apparently there's <laughs> 90 days for lots of different kinds of visas. Yeah, it was called the freelancer's visa. It used to be the artist visa. They changed to the freelancers because well, you could actually do it for any, really carpentry, anything. like yeah. anything. Yeah, it didn't have to be art. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, so at first when I, I was only legally allowed to work as a musician or an actor. Hmm. And so I got this gig DJing weddings and it paid really well. And it was great, you know, did that for a few years or two years when I was there. And then the rest was, uh, 
once uh, she and I got married, I was able to just get legal work in restaurants and bars and stuff like that. It just made everything easier. What do you mean legal work? Like, uh, because beforehand I was like picking up shifts at places that could hire, not really illegal, not, not illegally for long term, but I could help out. Okay. So I would just, my, my options were limited for how to earn money because I had to make money through my visa on music or acting. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, we're talking, yeah, America doesn't care about you being illegal. They care what color you are mm-hmm. because if you're from Canada right. and here illegally, right. which is how most people who are here illegally right. or you're on a visa and you oversee your visa, that's how most people are here illegally. Nobody gives a shit about that. Right. We right, care right. if you're poor and brown. Right. <laughs> then it's like, oh, it's a problem. Well, that's the other thing. Someone pointed out that, that, uh. Brown and black people who move countries are called immigrants, and white people who do that are called expats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we talked about all the British expats. In I'm about to go to Florida, so we, we talked about all the British expats, and I guess my, my I call them an immigrant. I don't care. If you right. have an accent, <laughs> you're an immigrant yeah, to me. Yeah, I mean, you know. If you lost your accent. But what is, different. why else, why have that? Name? That, that, that title? That difference between the two. Like, why expats. is there any sort of... Yeah, are, are they not also expatriates that move to their, like, what's the, there's no difference think, at all. I think they're, other they're, than they're, skin color. Well, I think that, I think part of the difference is, are you trying to escape something? Because chances are, if you're from a brown, poor country, you're trying to escape. To, to, yeah, to identify. <laughs> you're trying to, like, you're a refugee, and that's kind of like, even if it's just, like, standard poverty and not, like, a war, like, you're still kind of a, right. a poverty refugee. The idea of illegality is the concern. Criminality, I Cri- guess. Yeah, yeah, criminality. And criminality is immediately attached to also brown, brown and blackness. And brown and blackness and poor. And poor you know. <laughs> because rich people never commit crime. Well, they, they, they do them, uh, you know, in a much more pleasant way, I guess. <laughs> in a much more, in a way that's got like, I don't know, like a dressing on it or something. Instead of breaking... Poor crimes are like lettuce. And, <laughs> Shred- no, no, and rich shredded crimes iceberg. are like salad. No, 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 shredded iceberg lettuce <laughs> from McDonald's. That's poor crime. Yeah, poor crime. Rich crime is like... Uh, it's like a... It's like a, it's like a spinach salad with radishes and fucking... And radicchio. And like roasted chickpeas and shit. Endive. Endive. Mm-hmm. Gotta have endive <laughs> and rich salad. Rich salad would be a fun band name. Rich salad. Rich salad. <laughs> <laughs> and then he gets on stage and he's like, I actually go by Richard. <laughs> I go by Dick. <laughs> Dick salad. <laughs> Dick salad. That was a friend of mine I worked with. We were talking about... I was like, because his, well, it was Rich was his name, and he was like, so you know, because of course his name was Richard, but he was the one who pointed out to me. He was like, you will, you will meet white men named Dick. You will never meet a black man named Dick. Dick. <laughs> you will never. Dick Halloran, even though it was a cal- it was a character, it wasn't an actual person, but yeah. Dick, Dick Halloran from but the But back Shining. beforehand, also like you know, what time period was that? Because Dick Gregory yeah, yeah. was also a great a long comedian. Long time, long time ago. <laughs> you know, but that's yeah, that's back when it was sort of mm-hmm. you know, okay to be called Dick. Dick Diddley. Dick Diddley? <laughs> yeah. That's why, what was in uh, Kill Bill? Pussy Galore? Yeah, uh, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can't call anyone pussy either. Right. No, but I mean, at least if you were going to go with one or the other, I mean, I guess it would just be more refreshing to hear something different. Mm-hmm. Like to have, to meet somebody named Pussy a little more readily <laughs> yeah. than someone named Dick. Because there's been, there's been a lot of dicks out there. There have been a lot of dicks out there. <laughs> been a lot of dicks in here, too. A lot? <laughs> definition of a lot. <laughs> no, I'm a Gemini, but it doesn't work like that. <laughs> Each half of you gets their own, <laughs> gets their own list. <laughs> the, no, no, 
these are the ones. There's one list for the people you actually cared about, and there's a different list for people you didn't care about. And never right. the twain shall meet. Never the twain. <laughs> never the twain shall meet. That was so, so. That was definitely the rich way of saying it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, what was some of the things that you looked up from our last episode that you were curious to get back to? Since we were, you know, our our audio was not. Well, one of the things, I I do want to get to that stuff, but you did bring up something today that I thought was really interesting, and that's Mm -hmm. kind of, we we did talk a little bit about the the facade of America in a a, a previous um, episode. I I mentioned how I connected the the idea of the golden child with how America treated, you know, white Americans. I'm sure I just said white people, but obviously I'm from America, so that means white Americans. Right, in this case. Yeah, in this case. Right. And how, you know, everyone else is like the scapegoat, especially if you're brown and poor. (laughs) You're always the scapegoat. But I, I like the idea of talking about facades just in general i think that so much of life is based on wearing your mask for whatever occasion you you're in mm-hmm. and um and how i think that's slipping in in whatever collective ptsd we have from dealing with the pandemic and all and also dealing with the pre- with the, the presidency at the time that wasn't doing anything yeah. and then transitioning to someone who was doing something but people didn't just were like, no, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> but I think we lost patience and didn't have any time to for the facade. Yeah. And so that's one of the first things I remember talking about with people in 2020 was like, we're watching people throw each other under the bus on the regular now. That's part of what's adding to our stress mm-hmm. is even if it's not directly including us, we watch it happen on the way to work. Yeah. We see it. Oh, do you mean literally? Literally. Okay. I, mean, I was like, because we were throwing each other under trains for sure. We're oh, doing no, that. no, not that. <laughs> like literally. that's we're in New York no. City, and like that's actually happening. <laughs> <laughs> that one didn't happen in my neighborhood. That's no. right. No, but no. there was. I remember one time uh, driving or getting in the Flatbush van, or maybe it was. In, I was probably in a cab on the way home, and I got to Barclays, and there was like sixty or seventy cop cars in a row right outside Barclays, and like. 20 or 30 ambulances in a row it's all around the edge of Barclays I was like I fucking I don't even want to yeah. <laughs> I have no idea what's going on and I get back to the neighborhood I go to the bar on the corner talk to one of the guys who's uh who lives a friend of mine who lives on the block and he was like talking about what was going on at Barclays and so I can't remember really much of what he said but there was some kind of event with a lot of politicians that was sort of not exactly planned with a lot of time or whatever, but whatever had happened and there was a lot of protection needed. And so there was helicopters above Barclays and shit, like everything was kind of on alert. So I try to look it up on Google. And instead of that, I find something else that happened that day in Brooklyn, which was somebody at like 1 p.m. threw a Molotov cocktail into a police car. (laughs) And I was like, Wait, I was looking for some other shit going crazy on Saturday. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it was like, <laughs> that was like 12 hours before wow. I even got back to the neighborhood. Eek. And it wasn't directly in our neighborhood. It was a little bit south, but it wasn't that far off. It was closer to like King's College, mm. somewhere around there. And uh, so Flatbush and somewhere. But I was like, yeah, the energy's up right now. Mm-hmm. It's different. It's different. I mean, a lot. A uh, so much stuff happened at the same time. The end, the end of the presidency was happening and, mm-hmm. and him not doing anything which made things worse in the beginning right um the george, and george george floyd, floyd happened yeah. so much stuff happened the the um of course the pandemic led to the uh lockdown right and that and i was already living lockdown life before it really didn't change <laughs> much for me <laughs> i'm already That's a hermit amazing. i've been i've been freelancing forever i don't talk i don't know who signs my checks i've never i've never i haven't met 
the last 20 people I've worked for. It's just, that's just the life I was, I was living sweatpants life before mm-hmm. it was cool. Like I was, I was doing all this zooming. I was doing all that stuff, Skyping into work, all that stuff you before it was that. cool. I knew about that. But wow. also I'm used to, you know, like you, I'm used to like being on, on my own. I'm used to being in mm-hmm. my own energy and not mm-hmm. having to be around people to be okay. So all these people right. who are used to traveling to work, seeing their coworkers, seeing their family, they're you know, they're, they were losing their minds. And then also, Doing crazy shit. Oh, yeah. Domestic violence was up like crazy in 2020. Doing that. Um, People taking down on each other at home because they, they couldn't what else get you away do? from the, their partner that they weren't really getting along with. Or taking that energy out to the shopping to the shopping center or to the or to the, or to the bar. Or, yeah, to the grocery store. Mm-hmm. Uh, people were attacking Asian people for. Oh, yeah. right, for in, I mean, I don't know about other other places. As much as New York City, because there's a huge Asian population in New York City, right. so I'm sure other places where there are big populations, um, you're going to find more of that. But I think every form of prejudice was up. Yeah. I mean, I think that there was every... Part of it was because it went up because of the Trump presidency, and then right. the pandemic made it like, oh, it's really okay to yeah. just do this all the time out right. in the open? Like, I'm sure, like, yeah. you, you talk about, you know, um, Asian communities in New York City, but, like, Muslims in Ohio, they're like, yeah, it was yeah, up. Yeah, it was up. Yeah, you know? they'll be like, yeah, it was up since 9-11. What are you, what are you talking but about? But even then, especially, it would be here, good to hear what they would say, because I'll bet you they'd be like, yeah, 2019 was better than 2020. Yeah. Or, like, no, even absolutely. after 9-11. Absolutely. I was, whenever... I would bet. When we had the... I ha- I did not personally attend any of the George Floyd uh, yeah, rallies. Yeah, yeah. For several reasons, I have I have medical issues. It wouldn't uh, yeah, have been, like, a, completely. a safe environment environment probably for no, me we went a bunch <laughs> of times and one time my friend actually was his last time ever he was like i i i just can't yeah I just can't i'm so appreciative that you guys are going but i can't do it i can't anymore he was getting too upset yeah so the two things were happening there was a george floyd black lives matter thing and then there was also the like stop asian hate thing happening right. and then those two camps also got into it with each other because right. because the younger modern asian people right. were like we need everybody to rally around the us and all not the, cool yeah we're not we're not yeah. and it's not our fault it's not our generation that caused the problem it's right. the older no, it's generation that caused the problem because there's a lot of anti-black racism right. in the asian community right so we're raising our hand like oh you want us to show up for you but where were you at our rallies exactly. like what do you, what yeah, do you yeah yeah it's not and we're not saying and unfortunately some of the people who were attacking asian people were black and i'm sure like right. they have reasons that might be different or the same than a white person attacking an asian person well this was also in like you know the prejudice rising comes from desperation rising so mm-hmm. that is going to manifest itself in whoever's on the street. Also, just mental illness that isn't being as taken well, care of. <laughs> as well. That is not being that addressed. Was the, that was the uh, the core factor of the Kyle Rittenhouse mm-hmm. thing, which yeah. was like the, the dude who was shot. The se- seven, 17, wait, wait, no, shot no, the dude so who was shot the guy by who was Kyle Rittenhouse shot. Okay. was basically just out, and he was being kind of like odd behavior. But he couldn't get um, he couldn't get his meds from the Walmart because it was closed and boarded up because of the protests. Oh, okay. So it was like this spiral yeah. that just created this event. Meanwhile, this fucking white dude whose mom told him to go and help protect society. What, like a seventeen from, year like, old from like a town who, away? Who, no, no, who crossed state lines? Yeah, it was like seventy miles away or something with, like that. With a firearm that he legally, I think, could not have in either his state or in the state he went to. One of the states he couldn't yeah. have it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, cross state lines yeah. and sh- and shot people. <laughs> right. He went there quick. He went with the intention was to quote unquote protect right. <laughs> what the businesses there. Yeah, he or was something? in the Batman mode. Yeah, that's what he thought he was doing. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, there's this dude who like needs medication, who just because this is all going on can't get it. That's America to me, right there. This is America. That's America. Like yeah. when the dude who can't get medication gets in the face of a kid. 
who's been indoctrinated by his mother to use a rifle. And she's not going with him. She's not like, hey, man, this is how you do it. I was doing this when I was a kid. Like, She sent her soldier, know, her dog soldier. Yeah, out. she just let him go by him. Like, yeah. you're not going to like at least to show, show him the ropes of this no. thing that you do that you believe in? No. <laughs> you're just going to let him go on his own and like yeah. figure it out. To protect property that is well. not his, that's not in his state, that he doesn't know anyone who owns him. I was going to go protect yeah. someone else's property right. in a different right. state. Okay. Yeah, this grass is important. <laughs> it's important grass. Yeah. That's just so nuts. Well, anyway, that's one thing we covered. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, I wanted to. Say, I did want to still talk about the fa- the facades that we that we do wear. I think there are certainly our masks have come down a lot, but we still wear them. It's not like oh sure everyone society. Well, society. Yes, it's but, just too difficult to tell everybody the truth all the time. <laughs> especially when when you get punished for it. I mean, like, why do we develop masks in the first place? Kids, was, do kids have masks? No. They the, develop masks because they get punished for being themselves. Right. But this was this was um, the main focus point of Jon Stewart's monologue in his last episode of The Daily Show. Okay. When he said there are layers of bullshit and levels of it to all societies. Mm-hmm. And there is some kinds of bullshit that are totally acceptable. Like, oh, look at that beautiful baby. <laughs> <laughs> like... It's it's okay that you didn't tell them that they got their babies ugly. It's okay. We understand that. Like, to tell people the truth all the time, I think he said, would just make all of us cry. You know? But then, there's two other levels, and one is the innocuous, sort of like not consciously um, handled, but with negative effects. And then there's consciously handled with negative effects, specifically manipulative mm-hmm. Uh, which all contributes to what he called Bullshit Mountain and Bullshit whatever he called Bill O'Reilly was the mayor of Bullshit Mountain and all that. Yeah, we didn't know back then how Bill O'Reilly was going to go out. Bill, <laughs> Bill, you know? Well, I mean, it kind of makes sense. He he yelled at a teleprompter like 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 with the anger of someone who's like dad or mom issues had just been triggered. He w- he was the one who, was he the one who said, <laughs> fuck it, we'll, we'll do, do it live. live. That's <laughs> yeah. the one. Yelling, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking thing sucks. <laughs> yeah, that was him. And I respect someone who gets upset. I do. Because I understand, you know, you're, you're interested in, you know, your, your, what you do. It's important <laughs> to you. Do, yeah. yeah it's important to you. Mm-hmm. It's even important to you. <laughs> but it's just odd to take it all out on that moment about the teleprompter. But it's not odd because he was taught that he could do that. Because did, did you hear anyone else? He was taught else, that was what he should do. That's what you should do. And, yeah. and it's acceptable. Not only is it acceptable, it is expected of expected, you. Expected. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That's how you deal with things. Because mm-hmm. things are not being handled. And so you've got to gotta un- unleash the fury. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of where I think that I have this weird sort of uh, perspective on. Because that's exactly what I was taught. I was just taught the female version of that. So I saw a really calm dad and a mom who basically did had that reaction Mm -hmm. so as a straight man who is the son of two parents who had a really calm dad and a really emotionally unpredictable mother Mm -hmm. like it gave me sort of weird balance of listening and flipping out Mm -hmm. (laughs) that I've had to try to uh, figure out as I get older you know what I mean yeah so okay so you were taught that if something what isn't going the way you think it should go or 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 if you feel like someone is trying to come after you or get something from you you like you consciously know that the way you're reacting 
is what you think you should do to, to like straighten out the situation or like what happens internally? Oh, oh that's, I think that's a great question. I think because it, I, I don't know if there's a constant in that way. So I feel like, um, there, there have been times when I was acting as like a referee sort of just trying to like get in between people who were mm. about to get at each other. Yeah. There were, there was a time here recording our first episode of the podcast, the old podcast with, uh, with Stanley and his friend Pove. And uh, his friend was like, can I play your guitar? And I was like, you can. I'm just telling you that I got that when I was 17. It's important to me. It's not expensive, but it's very important to me. And if you drop it or break it, I would be very upset. Mm-hmm. Dude dropped it. Didn't break it, but he dropped it. And I fucking... Wait, how do you drop a guitar? Well, you're high. Okay, uh, all right. Well, that's an upset. Don't have yeah. control over yourself. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess. But whatever it was, yeah, I let him have it. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I, it, you did, you did both things. You let him have it, and then you let him have it because I, you let him have it. I just figured like, <laughs> you could have said no, but you let him have it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> see, see, you see what I did there. But it, yeah, <laughs> I, I, it's logical. It's layered, it's layered. There's like layered. a there's like an immediate effect and then a long lasting one. <laughs> it's like a spliff in a way. The tobacco is for right off the top. The weed lasts longer. <laughs> yeah. Or the gin and tonic or whatever. <laughs> so um, yeah, like that was it was it was. It taught me a lot about that night specifically. It was one of the nights that I was the most conscious about how I sound mm-hmm. when I get angry. Like, I basically do this really quick, intense point by point and just take you through all the shit that you did that was wrong and just say it at you. <laughs> and so I was like, I told you that this would happen if you dropped the guitar. You know, I told you that would happen. You picked up the guitar anyway. That's what you did. You were confident. You thought, I got this. I didn't just have a conversation with the man whose guitar it is about this moment. And then I dropped his motherfucking guitar. That's what you did. You took three steps to the left. Right. I paint a really detailed picture so you can live in the moment and just like feel the salt. You know what I mean? Just like marinate in the feeling of how wrong you are. Because I feel like I'm, you know, that's kind of, that's what I'm doing. That's what I'm doing. So it's kind of, I guess it's, it's not really conscious because I'm upset when it happens, but that's sort of what happens. Is it cathartic? Are you trying to are you trying to like fix the situation right or wrong, or is it just I feel something and you need to hear about it? It's not cathartic. It feels like plugging up a hole in a boat. Like it feels like 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 you're there is a Im- immediate problem mm-hmm. because the guitar being dropped represents you're in my home. And you don't respect the things that I have here, mm-hmm. which means that now I just through trying to hang out and have a good time with some friends might actually just lose some things that I like. Maybe this, this was a chair before this man came over. Now it's no longer a chair. You can't sit in it, mm-hmm. you know, like, or whatever, like, yeah. you know, the, the walls have paint on them or there's a, there's a stab wound in the doorway here, <laughs> you know, just something that's like, literally, it's not like material. Although, even though all of its representations are, it's like my space. Yeah. I don't like the fact that now I have to tolerate the idea that my space isn't okay mm-hmm. just because I had some people over to to enjoy company. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I'm like, I'm reacting to that. It doesn't feel cathartic. No? It feels um, like I am, I'm fixing something. Well, what what gets fixed? The person the person knows person knows they can't never do that shit again in my house. Okay. <laughs> and they have to decide whether they have the capacity to be an adult in my home mm-hmm. or leave. Yeah. And that's all I care about. I'm not trying to fix shit for them. 
Okay. I'm trying to fix shit for me because in that moment you told me that your relationship to my things is not what I thought it was. Okay. And I need it to be what I thought it was. <laughs> I need it to be what I thought it was. So that, that kind of... That's I want a, you spilling beer on my couch. Yeah. I want you, you know what I mean, fucking up the piano. Yeah. You know, I don't want you, you know, whatever. Like, treat my house with respect. Um, I say house. It's an apartment. Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> your, your, your domicile. My domicile. Your dwelling. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> Sukasa. Right, right. right. <laughs> I think I, I so think, it's selfish, but it's well. It's yeah. not self. I mean, it's your. I stuff. mean, it's about it's about me. It's a it's a moment about me. So it's okay. not like I'm trying to do anything that helps the general good, <laughs> and that's why I sound like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like we were good until you did this, and now we're not good. So I'm going to talk like this until you understand that you know you screwed up. Yeah, I need you to know that. Paul's gonna last his ass off. He's like, I'm on two podcasts now, fucking up. Oh, is that guy? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Interesting. I'll have to tag him in the episode. I guess so. <laughs> yeah, you, he gets no percentage though. He gets no. no I know that's that's okay. <laughs> that wasn't the DD no, situation. I didn't. I, <laughs> she doesn't get. She was. He she. Gets no percentage. You know, she's interest. She was. She has a, a vested uh, uh, interest and, and connection to the origin of this podcast. True. That's not what I'm talking about when you talk about being mentioned. True. Um, that kind of brings me to a bit of a, 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 another interesting point that uh, has to do with like the way uh, I think you I think you kind of consider it macro and I consider it meta when we bring mm. like different different layers of how the podcast itself like runs. Yeah. When we talk about that kind of stuff, I'm interested in, in knowing what you think about talking about parts of our lives that involve other people that are not flattering for the other person and them potentially hearing about it. And having opinions and feelings on and like I don't understand yet. So like okay, so let's say like I, I have I have a friend who I don't hang out with anymore who, uh, who was there when we met. And I haven't talked about that. Wait, situation. wait, you have a friend who was there when you and who met? You 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 Oh when I met you. you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Right, okay. Um <laughs> sorry, I just you know I, I said we, I guess I, you know, I, I Yeah, I just So you were like, Who's the other one in the we? You. Okay. We we. Uh, we, we. <laughs> yes, your friend that, that was there when we met. Yeah. I got you. So I I, I haven't We were had... talking about doing a podcast with together, all three of us, originally. Were we? Well, I, I don't... thought we were. And then she dropped out of doing one with you. You were talking about we were talking about doing one together. I guess maybe we weren't, but I assumed that she was gonna be involved with you. Oh, you know what? It, a lot of it was there was a lot of alcohol involved in that night, okay. and it was and it was we talked very late into that night. So if that right. happened, then okay. like yeah, Either sure. Way, I didn't need to, to distract from your no, no. So yeah. my thing is like this hasn't happened yet, but I'm sure at some point it's going to happen where someone that we bring up in our in our actual lives that yeah. we talk about on the podcast is pro- is going to have a problem with us telling the part their of, business. Okay, right. So, but is it their business? If if you tell the part of your story that you involves another person, exactly. We don't. Well, you yeah. did mention Coke. I don't. Know. <laughs> well, you know, no, no, he. Yeah, he'll be. Listen. He <laughs> <laughs> didn't kind of say his name a couple times. I, yeah, but I'm saying like with with yeah. I think he and I are all right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're at least fair at this point. But what if someone's not like? Obviously, I'm not. You know, I'm not gonna say any. I'm not gonna say drop anyone's name on this podcast without their permission. However, mm-hmm. they could still be upset with just saying like. Of course, the people in our circle are going to know you're talking about me and you're right. talking about our situation. No, but it does limit the scope if you don't use their name. It does limit the, it, yeah. to, to the general to the right. general 
audience, the general audience out there. Audience. <laughs> the hottie toddy audience. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about someone being like, hey, I don't like that you told my business or told our business or like that was private. Like why are right, you why right, are right. you publicizing something that involves me? And my thing is if I think that if I'm telling the part of my story that involves you, mm-hmm. I have just as much right to talk about it. You can have feelings about me talking about it, but I have the right to talk about it because it's my story. That's the I think the best way to start the rebuttal is like, wait, so this is something that yeah, I'm quoting you, but in a conversation with me, and you're saying that you have ultimate veto over our conversation is already stepping over mm-hmm. a line of some kind because, like, you don't have the ability to. He's not. They're not saying, "Look, why don't we actually talk about this?" I would have loved to actually be included in this conversation, mm-hmm. and uh, I wish that you would, bef- like, either before or right after doing it, have like messaged me and said, like, this and this and this. You know, I was I was interested about that. Most people don't really want that, I feel like, in that circumstance, who would say that they just want you to shut up. Right. <laughs> and so I don't respect their intention because their solution is garbage. Mm-hmm. It was like, you didn't put much thought into what you wanted, what you what you really wanted out of this. You just, like, tried to come in and say, my voice, my choice. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yes, but not in this situation. <laughs> I, yeah, I actually agree with you, but on a different subject. <laughs> It's like, well, you fucking said this weird ass shit to me, and I've been processing it ever since it happened. Right. And I have a show which is about processing my life. Right. So you're in it. So it's gonna get real meta, like all, from the beginning, like without uh, without yeah. even really realizing it. This podcast was kind of destined to be meta in that way because yeah. we're, because we're talking about communication, which everyone does all the time, whether they're trying to or not. You are always communicating, even if it's with yourself. You're still communicating. Sure. And. Sure. We're talking about situations that we either think about, we experience, or or we hear about. Mm. So it's so we as people, as the hosts, are always involved. Right. It's not like we're recounting news stories from other that have nothing to do with us. Like we're talking about like our universes that we live in. Yeah, our experiences. Uh, yeah. Our community, our immediate community around us. And and if it's not our community, we still process. Like even if something happens in the other side of the country or other side of the sure. world, we're still talking about how to process it. Sure, sure, yeah, no, of course that too. But I mean, I think that a lot of the stuff just sort of centers around you know our day to day experiences. Self centers, would one say? <laughs> yes, yeah, it does. It does self center, doesn't it? I had someone, doesn't it? <laughs> I had someone in my family like. This person did happen to be high at the time, but also this person is high most of the time. Okay. They are. They're functioning, and they, and they go to work, and they do their job, but they're right. very much so involved in the um, in the THC sure. community that has come in the past couple of years because now it's legalized in so many places. And uh, oh, they weren't beforehand? No, 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 no. Really? They weren't. No. Okay. Once it, I think once it became a legal. A recent convert. Yes, a recent convert. Gotcha. Because we're, we're pretty, not all of us, most of which are a pretty straight-laced family. Gotcha. And also, I think our brains are different. So I think Your there's... brains are different. Our brains are quite different. Really? <laughs> yeah. I don't... I think there's a couple people in my family who just don't respond to THC. Oh, like the, I see. Like the good, the good way? The good kind of way? the paranoid vibes? Yes. Right. I, I know paranoid, I've met some people who say that. Paranoid, questioning why anyone would do this on a right. regular basis. Right. It's just like, is it, is it, is it me? Right, which is <laughs> for the others, it's like it really quiets all of the the extra voices in our head. Huh? <laughs> how many how many voices are there? Oh, Eleven or twelve usually. Okay, yeah. yeah. It's okay. a baker's dozen some days. Oh, okay. No, no not that many, but uh, you know, it's it's more of like an erraticness of what we can attach ourselves 
too, in terms of what we're interested in thinking about. Hmm. So it's like, there's just a lot of moving parts, and it feels like smoking weed really allows me to focus. Huh. Yeah, and just like, have a have a direct path that I see forward and follow it. Ah. As opposed to just like, you know, feeling whatever I'm feeling as I go along because my attention is connected to my, my uh, sort of emotional response to moments. Like, for example, if I am riding my bike a long way from Brooklyn to Manhattan or something, mm-hmm. and it helps me tremendously to wear headphones. Because if I didn't, I would probably get into at least two or three arguments along the way with people who are just acting foolish on the street, whether they're pedestrians or uh, cars or other cyclists or whatever. And the actual having music on gives me something to just be like, yo, just enjoy the chorus, man. (laughs) Just keep going. Mm -hmm. This person pulled out backwards without saying a goddamn word and just didn't like honk at all, didn't do anything. They're not supposed to be going backwards. They're going backwards. Or whatever it may be, mm-hmm. you know, pedestrian like stepped into the bike lane and was like, shit, did I leave the oven on? Mm-hmm. And then just looked at their phone, didn't move, and I'm coming 20 miles an hour at them. And there's other pedestrians right nearby. So all that stuff is kind of anxiety inducing. Yeah. That has nothing to do with biking. Yeah. Smoking weed, putting on headphones. But in this case, putting on headphones is even a metaphor for smoking weed for the same kind of thing that it does. Huh. It's that kind of a feature interesting you sure you just don't have adhd you need adderall i mean i tried adderall (laughs) i fucking hated it interesting yeah there are people who don't have adhd who are like adderall's great for me and you're like "Mm." i hated it why well it made me feel upset and and in need to just accomplish things on a rapid rate despite what they are didn't matter what it was i had to do things i had to do something and it felt awful it's not supposed to do that well, I mean, I'm, I guess I'm not supposed to take it. Yeah, but, um, true. Right. When I was a kid, they tested me for ADD, not for ADHD. HD, yeah. And now we got the. Now it's the HD version. It's right, 4K. Right. <laughs> so. Well, whatever it was, they tested before. They said, "No, you have no problem paying attention. You just have no patience for things that are boring." That was, it was sounded like that. That was the diagnosis. A lot of people feel that way. Yeah, that's why I felt like, okay, well, then I'm just a normal person. person. Yeah, I don't have any well, uh, learning disability like that. You know? Well, I'm, yeah, normal, normal, right. <laughs> don't want to say that exactly. But a person who doesn't have a, a difficulty internalizing and processing information in that way. Hmm. They gave me this test and asked me to memorize numbers, and I was really good with numbers. And, yeah. Um, I mean, things. this was when you were a kid? I was, yeah, like 12. Yeah, oh things God. have changed a lot in the past uh, 25 yeah. years. So, you might, I mean, who knows? You might, if you were to be evaluated now, you might be diagnosed with it now. I'm not saying you are. I'm just mm-hmm. saying, like, the uh, the threshold has changed significantly since right. we were, since before we were kids, since we were kids to mm-hmm. now. Probably most people could have some kind of diagnosis, especially especially after the pandemic. Kids have gone backwards in their in their development. They're way behind, not just in academically, like they're way behind in their like development of social skills, Mm. you know, because they're zooming and they weren't able to be around each other at these pivotal times in their life. That's so interesting to me because like on the one hand, I totally see how that's sort of uh, logical, but the threshold of like, were we amazing at social skills beforehand? Like, were we, were we really good at it Mm. as a society? Like, where are we falling from? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, (laughs) I know that. It seems like, I agree that it's gotten worse. You know, like we've had people that like now just use words, this whole tap water thing that I keep talking about. Oh, yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. You know, we have still sparkling water, 
both on tap, what would you like? Just tap is fine. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, <laughs> it's, it's like more than 90% now. It's like yeah. I'm getting more and more like to the point where last night someone said, it was a couple, and he was like, oh, I have sparkling. I was like, thank the fucking Lord. <laughs> it was the first time someone had heard, heard the question. What you were saying. Yeah. You know, and it just felt like such a weird thing to attach myself to emotionally. Why do I care that they hear what kind of water we have? But it's more because it's like, yeah, it has a significance of like how people listen to each other on the regular and how bad we are at it on the regular now. If that many people are unable to process what you're saying and answer it in a way that lets you know they understand what you're saying, mm-hmm. then part of me, who's solution-oriented, wants to go, well... How many ways have you tried saying it and then seeing like, the how they respond differently? the first thing I tried doing. I switched sparkling with, with still, so then I started saying sparkling first. Mm-hmm. That didn't work at all. The first time I tried that, I said, we have both sparkling and still water on tap. I turned into like narrator radio voice. Mm-hmm. And this woman looks up for the minute and she goes, do you have any flavored vodka? <laughs> <laughs> okay, first of all, she heard what she said. <laughs> And she didn't even bother saying no. She's like, this is what I want. Well, then and she I, also I became terrible as well. Where I was like, we don't. Because we have tons of booze at the Which place. Not... It's all whiskey. Oh, okay. And it's a whiskey place. And she was like, so that's the one thing you don't, don't. have? <laughs> and I was like, I'll tell you what we do have uh, is sparkling and still water. Both on tap. <laughs> the um, way you say it. The way, the way you say it is confusing. Have you ever said it this way? We have sparkling water on tap. We also have still water on tap. Do you do you have a preference? No, I haven't done the I haven't done the two things. Two questions as opposed to yeah. one question. Right, right. I haven't done. I I think that's a pride point for some reason. Why? I'm like, it, Cause, why? Because you I, should cause you should hear me when I talk. I mean, like I have to turn two sent one sentence <laughs> into two one sentence into two. <laughs> yeah. So that it has a speed bump in it, right? And that the driver will wake up <laughs> as they're listening to my voice <laughs> and remember that they have to be looking forward as this thing happens, <laughs> and they can't just be staring out the fucking window. <laughs> While driving. Like, that's kind of what it is. Like, that idea just upsets me. But I did it already. I switched sparkling and still. Like, I did it. But it's like, time is precious when you're busy. Yeah. So, from now on, I just feel like I'm just going to stop asking everyone and just put water in front of them. Regular tap. Like, still tap water Mm -hmm. from the faucet. And then, if anybody wanted still a seltzer water later, I could give it to them. You know, but then there's going to be a lot of people that just were left in the darkness. They didn't know we had bubbles. I would feel personally attacked. <laughs> I would feel like that was a hate crime. Right. That's what it is. <laughs> oh, you just didn't give the only black woman at the bar? That's right. You thought she didn't deserve you thought that I No, no, no. You thought that I wouldn't like soft seltzer. That You you assumed right. that I didn't like soft seltzer. Soft seltzer. Why would you make that assumption? <laughs> yeah. It's the white person's like... <laughs> Because there's so much carbonation to you already. <laughs> You're just so bubbly. Just so bubbly. <laughs> I thought own. we were good. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. But I actually had a little bit of a not an identity crisis, but when going into uh, I went to, I went to cook shop earlier. It's 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 near one of the jobs I was okay. doing, and um, it's it's a very expensive place. And earlier, I, I mistakenly said it was in Brooklyn. It is in Manhattan. Okay. And I'm not, I usually don't walk around Manhattan. If I go there, it's, I'm driving to do something. Sure. And as a side note, I think I've become a pretty good city driver considering I grew up in Staten Island uh-huh. and I really never drove in the city because it was too anxiety inducing. I just couldn't handle it. Gotcha. And then now to do my gigs, I'm kind of regularly like drive, like, you know, taxiing through Brooklyn and Manhattan traffic. Well, pat on the back for you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of proud of myself. I haven't killed anyone. <laughs> that 
that I know of. I haven't seen <laughs> anybody that I know of. I like that. Should we do? Yeah, right. Oh, uh, yeah. Yep. I so um That's a fiddle tune right there. Yeah, so I paid a $9 for a cinnamon bun, like $10 for a right. walnut apple crumb cake and mm-hmm. $11 for um hotty toddy bacon. Sometimes you just need that. <laughs> you know, hotty yeah. hotty toddy. Sometimes you need that. Homemade bacon. Right. But I but I I'm dressed a certain way to get this job done, right? Like I'm just okay. I'm dressed a certain way to get the job done and then also transition to coming here. Right. So I'm thinking as I go into this place that I know has oysters for $18 because I had one. I had right. I had a plate before. I, right. I was like, wait, are they going to look at me crazy because of what I'm dressed like because I'm in Manhattan and this place is really like expensive? Well, I'm sure I was thinking it. I, that, okay, but like I, as someone who doesn't regularly go to places like yeah. that expensive, I didn't know what to expect. And I didn't, okay. it wasn't until I saw how everyone else was dressed that every, and also I, I put my purse in my backpack to make it easier to do my job. Uh-huh. So it's not, it's not like I'm, you know, carrying <laughs> a, port, a purse, like a quote unquote normal person. I have mm. a backpack on. And also it brings back memories of being like followed in stores as a teenager and you have yeah. your backpack and it's a whole thing. There are some places right. that have a sign that say no backpacks allowed. Right. I went to a dollar store, another aside, I went to a dollar store. Mm. And I, you know, I, I forget what time schools get out. I don't, I don't know, whatever. But as I walked in, a it's woman. Three. No, it's not, it's not, not always. Really? It's there, yeah, it's different times now. It's, it's not three always three. It's, it's between one and four. Between, between one and four. Listen, this is what, what I'm telling you. I don't o'clock. know. These kids getting out at one? <laughs> a high schoolers. Good for you. High, I, a tangent from the tangent. I had tangent. enough, I had enough credits to graduate from high school early. I graduated six months early. So I only had to go to high school for three and a half years. And my, oh, my, I'm le- still going to say tangent. <laughs> tangent. <laughs> well, we do have to say it that way from now on. Tangent. Tangent. Um, I, I graduated early tangent. and my last six months, I took so few classes. I was in school by seven and I was out by 1130. Okay. So like you, so you, so kids get out whenever they get out. That's but I don't, shit. it's, it was, <laughs> I don't know how I managed that, but, wow. but I, I got away with it. I don't know how. Well done. I thank you. <laughs> Yeah, you had time. I did. I had time on my hands to do absolutely nothing yeah, <laughs> because right. I am lazy. <laughs> well, yeah, you're supposed to be when you're a kid. <laughs> it's still lazy. Time I mean, you should be working hard, but you're supposed to also feel lazy all the time. Exactly. Yeah. But um, so I went, so I had this little bit of a crisis of like, oh my God, I don't know how these people are going to treat me. How are they going to look at me? I really have to use the bathroom, but I have to order something. Mm. It's a whole thing. But then I saw... It, it's a very, it's a casual, expensive place. Okay. So there were lots expensive of backpacks. Expensive cash. Expensive cash. Right. There were lots of backpacked people there. Backpacked. There, yes. Okay. <laughs> there were kids there. So right. I was like, More oh. More backpacks than briefcases? No briefcases. No briefcases. I saw not a briefcase in sight. Not a briefcase. Yeah. So okay. I was like, oh, okay. So I, I can calm down and like just order my food and it's, it's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. Like I made it a big deal, but it wasn't a big deal. Sure. So I was like, because I was trying to figure out like, Code switching. I was like, do you have, am right. I going to have to code switch it right, at, at right, this right. point? Yeah. And luckily I didn't. Mm-hmm. But I had to think about as I'm walking in, if I did need to to say something in a way or or behave in a way or look in a way that would get me what I was looking for without causing a problem, I still had to like go through that in my yeah, head. Yeah, you were just trying to get the translation ready. Yeah, right. You know, so that right. it was, the, it was the, the phrasing was on hand <laughs> if it needed to be you know, used. Right. And, and, and the tone of voice. Yeah, and it wouldn't the... sound faulty in, in, the, in the facade. <laughs> in the facadification. Right. 
of the moment. Luckily, I didn't have to decide, and I was my 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 little old anxious self of just like, hey, do, do you guys do um takeout or do I have to order on the on the app for like pickup? And like, no, I can do takeout. It's like oh, okay. And the right. person standing at the person at the podium was black, so that helped. Right, right, right. You know, with yeah. long dreads, and I was like, cool. <laughs> so, right, right, right. So that so, like like literally a, a, a reduced a reduction of. Uh, discomfort and anxiety and potential yeah problems right yeah so it was it was actually like a pretty good experience the prices are still not something I learned about myself when you grow up being frugal because you have to oh my, my mother <laughs> so I'm just fine I can't I'm sorry <laughs> how do you say how do you say mother in French do you know oh maman maman is, is it really no mother is like uh well I don't know the new word for mother for mama I just remember mama mother is um I don't remember like Son and daughter, mother, father. I don't remember the family ones. No? Right? Yeah. Hmm. Well, those in Spanish. Well, ma- Madre, Padre. I mean, obviously not right. with that accent. I'm saying it in a very American way. Madre, Padre. It's probably like Madre. Okay. You know, madre. It's probably just like that. Just yeah. like the same word, but... But said yeah. said like you're an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta assholeify it. Muta, fata. <laughs> my, my mother taught me how to be frugal. So when you're taught to be frugal, you um, develop a, an anxiety and a negative association with spending money. Spending money always feels bad, right. right? So it took me a long time to realize, just as a part of like who I am, that I actually like spending money. Yeah. When I when I separate it from being raised to spend as little as possible. Sure. So spending like forty dollars on just a couple of things because I forgot to feed myself before I left. I was packing to get ready sure. to go to Florida, so it wasn't just packing for this. I was, like, trying to get shit done. Yeah, you don't have time to make food and all that. And then br- yeah. and then forgot to bring something with me. So I'm like, yeah, it's just $40 on, like, yep. pastry and yep. bacon. Yeah. I could do that. Absolutely. Yeah, and Why I was not? just like, it felt, it felt bad for my childhood, but it felt good for my adulthood. Yeah. <laughs> I think that makes complete sense. Does it? Yeah. <laughs> You need to, you deserve a good time. Do I? And you found a way to, to accomplish it. It's through my fav- my two favorite things, eating food and drinking alcohol. And I had yeah. already bought the alcohol and the stuff for the cocktails that were that you made. Right, right, so right. So this is the food part. We should actually, uh, before the next session, which I was wondering if you're okay with taking a break soon, um, if we put this in the fridge for a little bit. I believe we have, I want to see if we've been going for... We're at 58 minutes. Okay. So is that let's good? Make it, let's make it an even hour. An then, even uh, hour. <laughs> yeah. What have we been talking about for two minutes? I know. We'll have to come up with something. I know. It's just, it's so difficult. All the different things we talked about. We just don't want to bring up something that we can't finish in two minutes. That's the problem. Because we right. can talk about anything. Right. That's true. That's but, uh, true. Um, how do you feel about sea salt? So all salt doesn't come from the sea? <laughs> is it all sea salt? <laughs> Land salt. Where does land salt come from? From the land. Oh, okay. I don't know. See, what if it comes from a river? No, see, rivers have to be fresh water. River right? salt sounds dirty. No, I don't think rivers can be sea. sea. Rivers can't be salty, right? <laughs> I don't think they can. I don't think it's allowed. Well, that's another band name, the Salty Rivers. The sal- Salty River? Yeah. There are some there are some water bodies of water that are like inherently well, there's, there are, there, I'm sure there are, like, river-shaped things. <laughs> With salt water? Yeah, that have salt water running through it. I just wonder. Like, I don't know. I, it just makes sense that there, that would have to occur a lot. Why? Just because there are bodies of water and that they are salt water. So if you get close to like, the coast of Portugal or, or anything on the, on the uh, European side or on the American side, anytime there's an inlet 
and it leads to a, you know, there's got to be a space where some of that salt water becomes a river. Hmm. But I don't know. Do you know what brackish is? No. Brackish water is, I, I thought brackish water was a myth. <laughs> I didn't understand it was a real thing. It's basically where where you said where salt water and fresh water meet oh, okay. together. That water is called brackish. And okay. there are actually like things that evolve to live in brackish water. Right. I don't know how. Wow. Yeah. It's like you think like you're, you evolved to be seawater or you evolved to be freshwater. How could you possibly live in not that environment? Yeah. It's kind of like those those dishes that you get in those fine dining restaurants where they're like, it actually crosses over between sweet and savory. <laughs> it's like, well, <laughs> if there's a certain amount of sugar in it, it just becomes sweet. Right. Well, all right. I feel like we've, we've gotten to the hour. We did. No, this this salt conversation does not have to continue. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I think we covered all the ground. I think we did. <laughs> all the ground. Salt. Except for salt. We'll salt. Come back and oh talk my god, it's so salty. So salty. Well, all right. thank you for joining. You just you just get up. I, I did. I, I, I know, but I'm always one that's like, but we have to sign off. You're like, nope, we're just well, done. We're just done. <laughs> it's time to it's time to wrap this up. I think. I'm the editor, so I'm like, okay, we have to ha- we have to sign on and sign off. We need to do this. Do we? Okay, I'll sit down. No, no, no. Okay, so let's sit down so we can sign off. Signing off. <laughs> Signing off. I guess the, it, it's important to say that this is the end of a moment. Okay. <laughs> he's got his hands crossed. He's sitting there like, I just <laughs> want to go smoke my cigarette. I'm done with this episode. Thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate all of you. We do. And uh, we'll be back next week with even more interesting stuff to talk about. We might even introduce ourselves next time. I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know about that. I think I should introduce you and you should introduce me. Oh, okay. Then we can do that. All right. All right. See you next time. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.